Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 31st, 2023. So, man, August 31st already. Tomorrow, we're already going to be in September. So we're walking with God. God is walking with us. This year, we spent the first five months studying the miracles of Jesus. Now, we're going to spend the rest of the year studying the parables of Jesus. We're doing this series on the parables. Today, we're in part 48 of the series, part 48 of the overall series. The title of today's message is Understanding God's economics. As a believer, for you to walk with God effectively, you got to learn how to think like God, act like God. You got to understand God's economics. Put in the chat, God's economics. Put in the chat, I learn how to think like God. Get ready to receive the word. So let's get into the word for this morning. We got to learn how to think like God. We got to learn how to believe like God. We got to learn how to open up our heart to everything that God wants us to walk in so that we can maximize the purpose and the potential that God has given us while we're in the land of the living. We only have a limited time on this planet. And for you and I to make the most of the short time that God has given us, we got to see things from God's perspective and we cannot have this mindset. I've told you this before, that some people that say, oh, Brother Pena, I just want enough for me and my four and no more. And I know that sounds religious, but that's very selfish. <laughs> that means that, that because I told you before, the more that you have, the more you have to manage. So yeah, it comes with that, but it's also a blessing to be able to be a blessing to other people. I got a, a text message um, uh, yesterday uh, from my mom, my mom and my aunt are part of a church, a Catholic church in my hometown of La Vega, uh, Dominican Republic. And they always, every year in September, they want to feed these prisoners. Um, and so, and you know, I partner with them. So they have the desire, but they don't have the money. So our ministry partners with them and we feed like a thousand prisoners in September every year. So I told them, I said, yeah. So I got the text yesterday. My mom was like, hey, are you going to you know, I'm being asked, are you going to partner with us? Of, of course. I mean, we're going to do that every year. So so our ministry is there. So what we'll do is we'll send the money, we'll buy all the food, they will cook it, and then we'll send a team with their team, go into the prison and feed a thousand prisoners or whoever's there. And we're just there to be a blessing, to share the love of God. The more you have, the more you have to manage. Now, some people say, oh, I don't, I don't want I don't, I don't want all that. I just want to, fine, but that's being selfish. Uh, you got to open up your heart to whatever God wants to do in your life and I could be like, forget it. I don't want to be doing all this stuff in the Dominican Republic. I don't want to be, you know, doing this and that. Matter of fact, I'm I'm in Kansas City right now because this is part of the business that God has given us, Inspired Solutions. Uh, Isabella and I are, are in a place where we could just be like retired, retired and be chilling. But that's not what God told me to do. So you got to be willing to do whatever God tells you to do with the short time that God has given you on this planet. Not only should you steward his resources, but you got to steward your life. You got to steward your time as well. So, so we got to be a good steward. Put in the chat, say, I am a good steward. All right. So Psalms 126 and verse four is something that we've been looking at all year. I can't see the chat when I'm in a hotel like this, man. I want to see the chat. All right. But I see people are chatting, chatting it up. So put, put that in, in the chat. Yeah. I open up my heart. Uh, also, Yolanda said, you want to be part of that. If you want to be part of what we're doing in the Dominican Republic, go to ripministries.org, go to donate and just make a donation. Just make a donation to the general fund and we'll use it uh, for, for that, you know, to be able to feed those prisoners. All right. 
So Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. This is a scripture we've been looking at all year. I want to keep putting this through your ear gate. Get it down in your heart. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. What we want is no area of our life to dry up. Put in the in the chat, no dry areas for me. So we don't want any dry areas. We want our hearts to be open to whatever it is that God wants us to do. And so we want to be refreshed and restored. Say amen to that. All right. So uh, Matthew chapter 25 beginning at verse 14, dropping down all the way to verse 30 is what we, we've been looking at for weeks now. And let's go back to it again today. The Bible says, this is Jesus speaking, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man that went on a long journey and he summoned his trusted servants and he assigned financial management responsibilities over to them. And before he left on the journey, he gave one man five talents of gold, one, two talents of gold, one, one talent of gold. And the Bible says it was according to their own abilities, right? He didn't give them what they could not manage. He, he gave them according to what he believed that they could, they could handle. God will always give you only what he knows you can handle. Uh, so the one entrusted with five talents of gold, double the money. The one entrusted with two talents of gold, double the money. The one entrusted with one talent of gold, he didn't do anything uh, with the money. He just bit, he dug a hole and he buried it. So after much time had passed, the master returned and he wanted to settle accounts. There's going to come a day where we have to stand before God and give account uh, over, you know, how did you manage the life that I gave you? To the one that was, was given five talents of gold, he said, well, guess what? Hey, sir, I doubled your money <laughs> and I'm glad about it, right? I'm doubled. And so commending a servant, he said, well, you have been faithful. You've been loyal. You're a good and faithful servant. Guess what? You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with two talents, he said, hey, I doubled the money too. He's like, okay, well, you've been good. You've been faithful. You've been loyal, right? Uh, you've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The one that had been given one, he said, well, I know that you are a shrewd businessman. You get rich off the backs of other people, which is disrespectful. And he said, I, I buried your money. I didn't do anything with it. I buried it. Now that you're here, take it. It's yours. I don't even want it. I don't even want the assignment that you give me. The master said to him, you know what? You are untrustworthy and you are lazy. If, if you knew that I was a businessman, at least you could put the money in the bank. You would have got me some interest, but you didn't even do that. So now I'm going to take the talent of gold, the one that, that you have, that I was entrusted to you. I'm going to take it from you and I'm going to give it to the guy that has 10. Verse 29, this is what I'm going to focus on today. For the one who has will be given more until he overflows with abundance. And the one who ha hardly had anything, even the little that he has will be taken away from him. The master then said to the other servants, take this man away from me. He's, he's a good for nothing servant. He will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be great misery and anguish. Verse 29, again, this is what I'm focusing on today. For the one who has will be given more until he overflows with abundance. Put in the chat, say, I overflow with abundance. The one who has hardly anything, even the little that he has is going to be taken away from him. So what does this mean for you today? Now I'm going to get into my points. This is where I need you to open up your heart to receive, rid your heart and mind of all distractions. I have five things to share with you this morning. I'm going to try to really teach these points. You ready? Five things. Number one, here we go. 
God's resources are limitless. Put in the chat, God's resources are limitless. There's no limit to God. He's a God of no limits and no boundaries. God's resources are limitless. For you to walk with God, you got to learn how to think like God. He, he is a God of no limits, right? So earlier in this series, I made the point that God owns everything everywhere. You can put that in the chat. God owns everything ev everywhere. So he's not limited by anything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hells. The silver is the Lord's. The gold is the Lord's. Everything belongs to God. He's the creator of the universe. And so he has unlimited resources at his disposal. Our God has an infinite supply. Therefore, his economy is not based on a system of finite resources, unlike the economies of this world. So simply put, there is no lack in God. In God's economy, lack is an alien concept, right? Because the source is unlimited, right? So for example, I know um, there, there's a couple of people that are watching right now that are in the accounting world, right? That are accounting professionals um, that have done audits and that kind of thing. And when you're doing accounting and when you're doing audits, you have to reconcile things based on, you know, this is a certain amount of resources, how things were spent, what's left over, and it has to all reconcile to zero. But you're, you're trying to reconcile against the resources or against the source, well, it's, you can't do that in God's economy because God is unlimited. <laughs> so, so there's like, there's no, when it comes to God, God is saying like, there's no real reconciliation because the source is unlimited. There's an unlimited supply. You got to think like that. That's a, that's a foreign concept to us, right? We serve a God, Ephesians 3 and 20, who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works on the inside of us. So, the owner in the text was not afraid of running out. As a believer, we can't be afraid of running out. We got to have faith in running over. He wasn't afraid of running out. He was just giving his stewards and the, the, his servants an opportunity to be faithful stewards so that they could participate with his resources. That's all. And so what God does, God is not afraid of running out. God is never going to run out. But God allows us to participate in, in his economy by being stewards of his resources. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, say, I am a good steward over God's resources. You got it? All right. So his resources are unlimited. Number two, to walk with God effectively, you must gain an understanding of the principle of overflow. So this is something that when I came to God, I didn't have this understanding of overflow. God had to deal with me because I came to God with a poverty mindset because I bought food with food stamps growing up. And because my parents, you know, had to take pub public assistance, uh, as immigrants in this country, and because my wife was raised with without even the benefit of public assistance, no food stamps, so no running water, no electricity, Isabella and I had a poverty mindset. We were born again, but we had a poverty mindset. And it's hard to walk with God when you have a poverty mindset because God, poverty is foreign to God, right? So he he doesn't he doesn't operate with a scarcity mindset in any way. So God's desire is for us to overflow. Say overflow. He's a God of overflow and abundance and increase. So if you look at the people that God blessed in the Bible richly, he never gave them just enough. God's blessings are always overflowing. It's always more than enough. It's always the, like too much stuff. Why? Because he wants you to use the overflow to be a blessing to other people. There's a cycle of overflow in God's kingdom. And when you are faithful over what you have, God can entrust you with more, the text says, until it overflows. He he gave, he says, listen, the one that has is going to be given more 
in abundance to the overflow. So God gives you more than enough. Why? Because he wants you to be a blessing to other people. You minister. I've told you this many times. You minister to other people out of your overflow. So the reason why I can minister, Isabella and I can minister to other people's marriages is because there's an overflow of love in our marriage. If you came to me and said, Brother Pina, are you and Isabella available tomorrow night? Me and my wife, we're having some problems. We're having some, I mean, we're at the brink of divorce and we, we, we just need you guys to talk to us. If my marriage is at the brink of divorce, I don't have time to talk to you. I, no, no. But if my marriage has an overflow of love, an overflow of grace, an overflow of patience, an overflow, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll talk to you guys. And the devil is a liar. You ain't, you ain't getting no divorce up in here. And now I can minister to you. What am I giving you? I'm giving you, I'm ministering to you out of the abundance of the overflow. That's in my heart. It's the same thing with resources. If somebody comes and says, hey, Brother Pena, can I talk to you? It's after church. Yeah, what's up? Man, uh, my car, uh, or my, this happens, you know, um, I hate to talk. To you. Uh, I, 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 what? Just tell me what's going on. Right, we don't have any food right now, and, and and I don't know if the church has any a program. I know sometimes we got to fill out paperwork. Uh, we just need uh, you know some food for this week. It's like there's no paperwork. We don't need no paperwork. Let's just go to the grocery store right now. But I can't go to the grocery store and buy you food if I can't buy food for myself, right? So you got to you only minister to people out of your overflow. If you're standing in lack and need, then you're not going to minister to other people. But when you have an abundance of love and grace and favor and mercy and patience and kindness, you can minister that to other people, and you can do the same thing with resources as well. When it comes, so in God's economy, God gives you. Overflow. Why? Because he wants you to be a distribution center. To be a, put that in the chat. Say, I'm a distribution center. You're not the manufacturer. You're just the distribution center. And then you be, you can become a conduit of kingdom finance, where you can God can give you money with a mission and prosperity with a purpose, so that you can minister to other people and fund kingdom projects all over the world. Say amen to that. The purpose of prosperity is evangelism. Say amen. All right. So. For you to make the most of the short time that God has given you on this planet, you got to shift your mindset from a scarcity mindset to a mindset of overflow, because in God's economics, overflow is the norm. You got it? All right, number three. God's perspective is limitless and infinite. Man's perspective is limited and finite. So there's a there's this dichotomy between God's perspective versus man's perspective. Limitless, infinite, finite, limited. When you come to God for you over here, finite, limited, to walk with an unlimited God, you got to learn how to think like him. So to walk with God and to make the most of your divine assignment, you got to learn how to look at life through God's lens, through God's eyes. God doesn't have a limited vision. So when God looks at you, he's releasing resources to you according to the things that he planned for you from the foundations of the world. But faithfulness matters. Put in the chat, faithfulness matters. God measures your readiness for abundance and overflow based on how faithful you have been with what you already have. Let me say that again. God measures your readiness for abundance and overflow based on the level of faithfulness that you provided over what you already have. So if you're not faithful over what you have right now, God will not release more. God will not release much. But if you are faithful over little, there's this principle that we learn in this parable that God will give you charge over much. So because God's perspective is a perspective of abundance and overflow, he has no problem releasing it, but this parable teaches us that he will never release it before it's time. He will never release it before you prove that you are capable of handling it. So he gave them parables, uh, talents of gold, according to their ability to manage. So faithfulness matters in God's kingdom. If you are 
proven yourself to God to be faithful, then God can give you more. There were, one man was given five talents of gold, one, two talents, one, one, based on their ability to manage. It was, it was commensurate with their ability to manage. So in God's kingdom, yes, it matters. In God's king, and God measures things different than the world measures things. So in the world, they might say, oh, you're ready for this because of your education. You're ready for this because of the type of degree that you have. You're ready for this because of uh, the letters that you have behind your last name. But God is God is like, maybe you went to school, but you ain't ready because you haven't proven yourself yet. Maybe, maybe you have the degree, but you're not ready because you have never done anything with the degree. You've never done anything with the education. So God is looking for faithfulness. God is not looking for just the education. God is looking for faithfulness. God is looking for you. God is checking your heart and he's checking your attitude. God wants to know that your attitude is right. God wants to know that you will prove yourself to be faithful over little before he releases much. I know in the world, they might say, oh, you have the degree. Boom, you got the job. But in, in the kingdom, God is like, yeah, you might have the degree, but I want you to see, I want to see what's going to happen because you might have the degree, but when I put it in your hand, you might have the wrong attitude. And if your heart is not right, then the then your head doesn't matter. And so, so God, God is like, I want to see what's in your heart. I, this is why when you understand all of this, this is why I close out every message with these words, greater is coming for me. I lead you in a declaration of faith every day. And I have you to say greater is coming for me. Why? Because I want you to program your mind to think like God, to have an abundance mindset. And, and as you're showing yourself and you're proving yourself to be faithful over little, God will give you charge over much. I want you to think like God. With God is forward ever, backward, never. The best is yet to come. Say amen to that. Put in the chat. I learned how to think like God. Amen. Faithfulness matters. All right. Number four, it takes faith to align with God's economics. It takes faith to align with God's economics. So faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of God's kingdom. Without faith, you can't access God's system. Everything that every exchange that happens in the kingdom of God happens through the currency of faith. So without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. That's Hebrews 11 and 6. So the man who had five talents, please, the master in the text is God. The one who had five talents pleased his master. He said, well done, that good and faithful servant, right? The one that had two talents pleased his master. He heard, well done, that good and faithful servant. If it is impossible to please God without faith, and God is the master in the parable, then obviously the one with five talents, the one with two talents, use faith. They use their faith to please God. The one with one talent, he had no faith. He didn't please God. So let me say it this way. For you to do what God has called you to do is going to require faith. For you to do what God has called you to do is going to require for you to live a life of faith. Even like I'll use Inspired Solutions as an example of Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. When God told us to go to the Dominican Republic and build a school, my God, I had no idea what, where we're going to get the money, what, where's the land, how we're going to do this. I don't know anybody that's going to, how we're going to build this thing. I got to find people. Get, I got construction. We need plans. Oh, my God. Like all this stuff. What did we use? We had to use our faith. We had to use our faith. And we used our faith to do what God was telling us to do. And by faith, we understood, right? By faith, we understand Hebrews 4 and 2. And so by faith, God started to reveal things to us. By faith, we set our faith in the By faith, God opened doors. By faith, the money came in. By faith, we built this thing debt-free. So now the building is built. The land is paid for debt-free. The build, school building built debt-free. The church is built debt-free. We're paying for all of these students to have food every day debt-free. Why? We used our faith. You got to use your faith. The guy that had five talents, how did he double that money? Well, he doubled it by faith. Glory to God. I mean, like without faith, you can't please God. Faith without works is dead. So my point is for you to do what God has called you to do, you're going to have to use your faith. 
Like you're gonna be like, oh, brother Pena, I don't understand. How am I gonna? You gotta use your faith, man. You gotta you gotta believe God. You gotta see what God sees. You gotta believe what what God believes about you. The grace is already there. Grace was provided by God. Yeah, God gives us the grace, but we gotta provide the faith. And so it's by faith that you overcome the fear. It's by faith that you overcome the fear associated with taking that risk. And so for you to have the five talents get it to ten, there was some risk associated with that. For you to have the two talents to get it to four, there was some risk associated with that. The guy that had one talent had no risk because he didn't do anything. And so so if you don't want to, yeah, if you don't do anything, that's not risky. But living by faith is risky. Living by faith will put you out there at the risk of looking foolish. Oh, God will send you out there and say, hey, I want you to do this thing. And it's at the risk of looking foolish. If you are too afraid of taking any risk, if you are, if you are one of those people that just has to play it safe, like the guy with one talent, he played it safe. He buried it. He was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to double it, but I'm not going to lose it. That's playing the safe. You stay in your comfort zone. You will never please God in your comfort zone. God wants you to get out of that thing. God wants, it takes risk to live by faith. And it is often at the risk of looking foolish where God will send you out there. But, but watch this. God's best is not found in a place of comfort. God's best is found in a place where you get out there so far where you're like, oh my God, God, oh Jesus, Jesus, I'm out here. God, if you don't show up, it can't get done. Like you're like, you, Isabella and I were like, man, where's this thing going to come from? I don't know where it's going to come from, but I know we're doing what God told us to do. So father, we just said, we set our faith in agreement. We believe that it's already done. We believe and we receive it. And now we're going to go do whatever you lead us to do through the Holy Spirit. And we're living a life of faith. You got to live your life by faith. Say amen to that. Man, I wish I could see the chat because I know it, it should be good right now. The chat should be blowing up. Put in the chat, I live by faith. Put in the chat, this, I am the just and the just lives by faith. Say amen to that. All right. Last point for today. Number five, there's a high cost of being unfaithful to God. Yeah. If you're unfaithful, there's a high cost. The unfaithful steward, he lost what he had been given, right? He was given one talent of gold. He lost it. I already told you that I was watching this thing by Pastor Tony Evans at the time years ago. He said that one talent uh, was worth like $1.2 million. Well, the price of gold was a lot less back then. Um, Based on today's price of gold, one talent is more than $2 million. One talent of gold, 75 pounds of gold. This guy was given, he was entrusted with over $2 million worth of gold and he did nothing with it, right? And then he lost it. Unfaithfulness doesn't just prevent future blessings. If you're not faithful, you can mess around and lose what you have right now. And so, so like he was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do nothing with it. I'm going to just hold on to it. And it was taken away from him. So not only does God want you to multiply Not only does God want you to advance, increase, accelerate, promote what you have right now, if you don't do it, you can mess around and lose what you have. The parable of the talents is a parable of accountability and stewardship. In God's God's economy, we will be held accountable for what we've been given. And poor stewardship has consequences. Put in the chat, poor stewardship has consequences. Unfaithfulness leads to missed opportunities. It leads to missed opportunities for growth and for impact and kingdom advancement. And in the case of this parable, I'm just teaching you what the parable teaches us. Not only did he lose the talent of gold, he lost his relationship with the master. He was disconnected from the master because he was unfaithful. So this this should serve as a warning to all of us to be faithful over what we have been given. Put in the chat, say, I'm going to be faithful. And put in the chat, say, I will never be disconnected from God. Say, Amen 
to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know I tried not to get too excited today, but there was a lot of content in those five points. This is this is why you need to get the notes, right? You get the notes for free. But there was a lot of content in those five points. You, this is something you might need to listen to again. All right, let's let's close it out. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that you own everything everywhere. Your resources are limitless. You are a God of abundance, not scarcity. Lack is an alien concept in your kingdom. I understand the principle of overflow. You bless me, Father, not just to meet my needs, but so I could be a blessing to other people. I commit to looking at life through your eyes, not through my limited perspective. You release resources to me based on your limitless vision and the future you already planned for me. So I will be faithful over what I have and you will trust me with more. I understand that faith is the currency of your kingdom. So I will act in faith and action. I will not allow fear to hold me back. I will take risks as you lead me to, even at the risk of looking foolish, because I know your best is found in that arena. Living with this mindset, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. If you're not getting my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Put in the chat, God is a God of abundance. Put in the chat, God is a God of overflow. And put in the chat, I open my heart to it. You got it? All right, so have an amazing day. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Leave me comments now. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.